Hello again everybody, this is uh, Jason Powers. Today we will note the rising concerns from retired military about Biden's course. The Israel-Palestine conflict is looming large now. The colonial pipeline and other coincidences are enemy actions. This is all precursor to a monumental crisis ahead. People must wake up in the United States and realize their federal government from Congress to the agencies are subverted and stand against the U.S. Constitution. We'll talk about that and more today. Hello again, this is uh, Jason Powers. So today I'm going to start reading an open letter uh, written by, uh, I think, 123 retired generals and admirals. So they wrote this, it's called Flag Officers for, for America. And I'm going to read a significant portion of the letter. So it starts, Our nation is in deep peril. We are in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. The conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty. During the 2020 election, an open letter from senior military leaders was signed by 317 retired generals and admirals, and it said the 2020 elections could be the most important election since our country was founded. With the Democrat Party welcoming socialists and Marxists, our historic way of life is at stake. Unfortunately, that statement, uh, statement's truth was quickly revealed, beginning with the election process itself. Without fair and honest elections that accurately reflect the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost. Election integrity, integrity demands ensuring though there is one legal vote cast and counted per citizen. Legal votes are identified by state legislatures approved controls using government IDs, verified signatures, etc. Today, many are calling for such common sense controls racist in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. Using racial terms to suppress proof of eligibility is in itself a tyrannical intimidation tactic. Additionally, the rule of law must be enforced in our election process to ensure integrity. 
The FBI and the Supreme Court must act swiftly when election irregularities are surfaced and not ignore them like what was done in 2020. Finally, H.R. 1 and S. 1, if passed, would destroy election fairness and allow Democrats to forever remain in power, violating our Constitution and ending our representative republic. Aside from the election, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, bypassing the Congress, with more than 50 executive orders quickly signed, many reversing the previous administration's effective policies and regulations. Moreover, population control, actions such as excessive lockdowns, school and business closures, and most alarming, censorship of written and verbal expression of all, uh, are all direct assaults on our fundamental rights. We must support and hold accountable politicians who will act to counter socialism, Marxism, and progressivism, support our constitutional republic, and insist on fiscally responsible governing while focusing on all Americans, especially the middle class, not special interest or extremist groups which are used to divide us into warring factions. Open borders jeopardize national security by increasing human trafficking, drug cartels, terrorists, health, CV-19 dangers, and humanitarian crises. Illegals are flooding our countries, bringing in high economic costs, crime, lowering wages, and illegal voting in some states. We must reestablish border controls. And I'll skip on here. China is our greatest external threat to America. Establishing cooperative relations with the Chinese Communist Party emboldens them to continue to progress towards world domination militarily, economically, politically, and technologically. We must oppose more sanctions and restrictions to impede their world domination goal and protect America's interest. The free flow of information is critical to the security of a republic, as illustrated by freedom of speech and the press being in the First Amendment of our U.S. Constitution. Censoring speech and expression, distorting speech, spreading disinformation by government officials, private entities, and the media is a method to suppress the free flow of information, a tyrannical technique used in closed societies. We must counter this on all fronts, beginning with the removal of Section 230 protection from big tech. Reengaging in flawed uh, Iran nuclear deal would result in Iran acquiring nuclear weapons along with the means to deliver them thereby upsetting Mideast peace initiatives and aiding a terrorist nation whose, whose slogans and goals include death to America and death to Israel. And I'll skip on from there. Stopping the Keystone Pipeline eliminates our recently established energy independent and causes us to be energy dependent on nations not friendly to us while eliminating valuable U.S. jobs. Using the military as political pawns with thousands of troops deployed around the U.S. Capitol building patrol fences guarding against a non-existent threat, along with the forced pol political correct policies with the divisive critical race theory in the military at the expense of the warfighting mission, seriously degrades readiness to fight and win our nation's war, creating a major national security issue. We must support our military and vets, focus on warfighting, eliminate the corrosive infusion of political correctness in our military, which damages morale and warfighting cohesion. The rule of law is fundamental to a Republican security. Anarchy, as seen in certain cities, cannot be tolerated. We must support our law enforcement personnel and insist that DAs, our courts, our DOJ enforce law equally, fairly, and consistently toward all. The mental condition 
and physical condition of the commander-in-chief cannot be ignored. He must be able to quickly make accurate national security decisions involving life and limb anywhere, day or night. Recent Democratic leadership inquiries about nuclear code procedures sent a dangerous national security signal to nuclear-armed adversaries, raising the questions about who is in charge. We must always have an unquestionable chain of command. Under a Democratic Congress and the current administration, our country has taken a hard left turn towards socialism and Marxist form of a tyrannical government, which must be countered now by electing congressional and presidential candidates who will always act to defend our constitutional republic. The survival of a nation and its cherished freedoms, liberty, and historic values are at stake. We urge all citizens to get involved now at the local, state, and or national level to elect political representatives who will act to save America, our constitutional republic, and hold these current in, currently in office accountable. The will of the people must be heard and followed. So, and it's signed, um, there's lots of admirals, I don't know all of them by name, I don't know, I had this morning, uh, William G. Boykin, he's a lieutenant general, when the U. Um, well, I think he was in the U.S. Uh, Army, uh, was on, uh, and he mentioned this. He was on the war room. So I think you can ascertain that I agree with this. Actually, I agree, and I've written about this extensively in, in a link I put in the description, uh, the book that I've just uh, put out, which is free to download. Sorry. Um, uh, it's called Operation Virus, uh, um, the delivering of COVID chaos and communism to the United States and the world. And that's where we're at, people. We're, we're at that. We're, we are at that um that juncture right now it's not this isn't just this isn't a game anymore um and i know a lot of people say you're being overly dramatic but these are military generals and i had mentioned this prior in a prior episode about the the nuclear codes the fact that we had a um the democratic leadership which was namely nancy pelosi was inquiring uh inquiring about the nuclear probe see that was a dangerous precedent that was being this was early on like the first two weeks of Biden being in office and it was uh it was requesting that they that they they laid out some options for Biden there was like three or four of them and it was coming from Pelosi and Kamala Harris and this is the danger these people are these people are evil to the core of their existence i hate to break the news to a lot of people that voted for them they they these are nothing but power hungry fools and they're so stupid that they'll ally with the Chinese to get what they want. They think they're getting something, but they're not because the Chinese are going to steamroll them. They're in inserting, infusing this uh, toxic uh, ideology into the CIA, uh, which of course is coming from Brennan, who is a communist. He voted communist back in the 70s. He's, uh, he's obviously, and he's also a Middle East guy, and he also, uh, he, he's, he was uh, thorn in, uh, Trump's side from the get-go because he was probably hijacking him the entire time and we know that so there used to be a time and a place in our country where whether you even if you hated your political opponent when you say hated them you hated their idea ideas um, the Democrats and Republicans uh, what would you say there was enough overlap in the middle to know yep we're still Americans we may have different views on tax policy or how to help the people. But that was because they actually, in some respects, cared about the people. 
I don't think they've cared about the people in the last 40 years. You can thank George Bush for that. You can thank uh, Clinton for that. You can thank Obama for that. All those prior administrations, all their leave-behinds in the agencies. The poison that's in D.C. has been there for 25 and 30 years. It's just taken this long for it to, uh, would you say, matriculate to full maturity. Uh, we'll call it, uh, what would you call it? We'll call it, uh, like in the Superman movie or whatever, the recent one, um, um, the, the that big uh, blob that came out of the uh, ooze that uh, he brought back, um, whatever, uh, Z- uh, Z- not Zod, but yeah, the, the evil character who turns into the monster. So this is what the DC has created. You know, when we talk about the swamp, well, this is what's come out of the swamp, this poison. And and it's uh, infecting the entire uh, chain of command. It's infecting, uh, you know, the populace. They're trying to divide and conquer this entire nation. The Chinese are behind it. They've infiltrated all our all our uh, particular institutions. And people will say, well, how could it get this bad so quickly? It didn't get this bad so quickly. It's been a gradual. It's been a gradual occurrence that this has happened over time. It didn't. It started in the '60s. That's probably the biggest. The biggest. One of the biggest poisons that ever got infused into our society was this. This women's rights issue. And I hate to break it to the break it to the females out there. You were used and duped and suckered. It also goes to the Vietnam War, the LBJs of the world who 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 sold guns and butter at the same time. He put you into war. He put a lot of people in harm's way for no viable reason. We could have done better in Vietnam. There was a way around what we did. It had nothing to do with going in there in a military confrontational manner. We certainly needed to bulk up our allies. And there was maybe a, a point of punting on that situation. Or maybe we should have done a better job of being more effective I don't know. There's many things that I don't understand about Vietnam, but one thing I do realize is LBJ put us there. That is the one thing I do know. The the war that fought after that and the lives that were lost, what did we gain from fighting it? We spent 12 years in Vietnam from 1964 to, or, yeah, 1964 to 1975, the fall of Saigon. So we spent all that time there, and what did we gain from it? And so everything is rooted in certain things, certain pivots in history. And the liberals, the liberals that railed against it, who didn't want to go fight in war and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of that was a bunch of hokum too. But, you know, because really, honestly, youthful people don't make good decisions, and all they're doing is they're just buying into the sloganeering of media. Now, how, like I said, how we got there is irrelevant. I, it, it's a long story. Um, that's that's a that's something beyond this broadcast. But the point is, is what came out of that with the lim- women's liberation and the the in, in infestation of the institutions. They started infesting. They started going into the colleges and pushing their dogma, this Marxist dogma, because the feminine mystique is based in Marxism. It is this liberation. The you can be free. It's all Russian bullshit. It started in the 1920s, uh, after the fall of the uh, the fall of the Tsar and the, the the revolution in 1970, the two revolutions, 1917. Then they, we had this this push, uh, not only first uh, Lenin but then Stalin. But in the mid 20s, they destroyed the family. 
they destroy they said you know divorce was easy you just get it and you know they did destroyed the internal family and that's what's been going on in the united states for the last 60 years the destruction of the family i hate to break that news to women if you destroy the family structure you will destroy the united states of america do you have any comprehension of what stupid you're involved in do you realize that you're going to you think that you're going to get protected you're not going to get protected you're going to get thrown under the bus with the rest of us this is a critical and dire message to some of you out there you really need to wake up you need to stop thinking for yourself stop thinking about solely yourself and your little narcissistic bubble that you put around yourself you need to start thinking about actions that you can take to improve your life and improve your family and your local community and stop with this globalist bullshit that you're getting sold like like a candy for, by a by a, a stranger danger the US media the media is propagandizing to you they told you that Trump was evil Trump was not evil he was just another president no offense, that's really what he was. He was just another president, but he didn't put us in war, did he? No, you can't. You can't. You can't latch on to that. Well, he put kids in cages. No, that wasn't the only thing he did. He was trying to improve the border problem, but unfortunately, in order to improve the border problem, you have to actually build a wall. You have to detain people and then deport them. Guess what? Obama was putting people in cages. You didn't care about it then. You only care about it when the media tells you to care about it. That's the problem. If you're chasing it, chasing the tail of the media, they will always lead you astray. Why? Because the media has been taken over by leftists, Marxists, corporations who don't give a damn about you. All they care about is your consumerism. So why not sell you evil while they're doing it? Since uh, 2012, the uh, was it the mud? Uh, they changed the. Uh, propagandizing can be done on U.S. soil. Uh, the, Obama signed that bill, bill off. And so that's what they've been doing. And so they use that to exploit you. And the Democrats are great at using the media to exploit people because they own all the channels. I mean, Fox is controlled opposition, and it's populated by rhinos like Paul Ryan, who's a piece of shit. You just saw another rhino get uh, outed pretty quickly. I mean, Cheney... Cheney was found not only not only did she betray her party, she was also one of the she was one of the ringleaders to get the, a bunch of generals to sign or the former secretaries of of um, defense to sign a letter uh, uh, against Trump three days prior to one uh, six. So anyway, I'm going to play a video here from Yuri Bezmenov or audio from him. It's about five or six minutes long so i'll let you listen to it and then we'll go we'll go from there everything was paid by the soviet government the pay special attention to number of bottles on the table this is one of the ways to kill the awareness or curiosity of, of foreign journalists my one of my functions was to keep foreign guests permanently intoxicated the moment they land at moscow airport I had to take them to the VIP lounge and toast to friendship and understanding between the nations of the world. Glass of vodka, then the second glass of vodka. And in no time, my guests would be feeling very happy. They would see everything in kind of pink, nice color. And uh, that's the way I, I had to keep them permanently for the next 15 or 20 days. At certain point in time, I had to withdraw alcohol from them so that some of them who are the most recruitable would feel a little bit shaky 
guilty trying to remember what they were talking last night. That's the time to approach them with all kind of nonsense such as joint communique or statement for, for Soviet propaganda. Uh, that's the time they are in the most flexible. And of course, what they didn't understand, they didn't realize or pretended not to realize that myself, who was drinking together with them, uh, was not drinking at all. I had ways to get rid of alcohol through various techniques, including special pills which were given to me by my colleagues. Uh, but they were taking it seriously. In other words, they, they, they would consume quite a large volumes of alcohol and feel quite uneasy next morning. Um, in 1967, the KGB attached me to this magazine, Look Magazine. A group of 12 people arrived to USSR from United States to cover the 50th anniversary of October Socialist Revolution in my country. From the first page to the last page, it was a package of lies, propaganda cliché, which were presented to American readers as opinions and deductions of American journalists. Nothing could be far from truth. These were not opinions. They were not opinions at all. Uh, they were the clichés which the Soviet propaganda wants American public to think that they think. That if it does make any sense at all. It sure does, because from the viewpoint of the Soviet propaganda, although there are some subtle criticism of the Soviet system, the basic message is that Russia today is a nice, functioning, efficient system supported by majority of population. That's the biggest lie. And of course, American intellectuals and journalists from Look Magazine elaborated on that untruth in various different ways. They intellectualized that lie. They found all kinds of justifications for telling lies to American public. Um, this and, is excuse me, it was partly your job to make sure that they got these ideas yes. and accepted them as their own ideas. Right. Actually, even before they arrived to USSR, and they paid astronomical sum of money for that visit, uh, they were submitted, uh, the, this Novosti Press Agency developed so-called backgrounders, 20, 25 pages of information and opinions which were presented to the journalists even before they bought their tickets to Moscow. They had to analyze the situation and judging on their reaction to that backgrounder, the local Novosti representative or local Soviet diplomat in Washington, D.C. would assess whether they have, whether they be given visa to USSR or not. Yeah. So but they were selected ahead oh, of yes. time. Oh, they yes. Were, they were pre-selected very carefully. And uh, there is not much chance for honest journalists to arrive to USSR and to stay there for one year and to bring this uh, package of lies back home. This, for example, is a centerfold of the, of, of the Look magazine. They presented this monument erected by Communist Party in Stalingrad as the symbol, personification of Russian military might. And they said in the article, which is published on, on the side, that Soviets are very proud of the victory in the Second World War. This is another big myth, a lie. No sensible people would be proud to lose 20 millions of their countrymen in a war which was started by Genosse Hitler and Comrade Stalin and paid by American multinationals. Most of the Soviet citizens look at this type of monuments with disgust and sorrow because every family lost father, brother, sister, or child in the Second World War. Yet, American journalists who were trying to appease, to please their hosts, 
presented this picture on the centerfold as the symbol and personification of Soviet national, uh, they call it Russian national spirit. And it was greatest, greatest misconception and, and a very tragic misunderstanding. Of course, Look magazine was not distributed in USSR. The main uh, audience was in the United States. But uh, I presume that many Americans, millions of Americans who were reading Look magazine at that time, had absolutely wrong idea about the sentiments of my nation, about what the Soviets are proud of and what they hate. This is a group, you see the same lady with the sword? So you can gather what that was about. I was explaining or showing or tell, uh, not showing, uh, letting you listen to Yuri Besmanov who uh, discusses you know, how they recruited uh, a pliable uh, journalist and media folks and, and put out their propaganda through them and sold them the lie and the big lie. I guess you could call it a big lie because that's essentially what it was. The idea was to show how prosperous and great and wonderful the USSR was in a closed society. You know, this was happening. This happened actually prior to even Yuri's uh, birth uh, in the 1930s because he was born, I think, in 1939. Because I think, yeah, he he didn't live a very long life, but you know, he 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 saw a lot. He saw a lot in his short time here on the earth. He saw enough to know what was wrong and what was right. He was a, a spoke several languages, by the way, um, uh, Middle East languages too. So he was very versatile. He was trained up to be an officer. He was trained up to be a media uh, expert, amongst others. I mean, there was a myriad of Russian agents. The KGB were profoundly known for their... Um, they played the game with the CIA. That was back when we had a CIA. For better or for worse, mostly worse, that was probably their match on on, a, on numerous levels. But um, that's getting away from the topic. Um, so... You know, he's explaining that, um, you know, how you infiltrate, how you uh, pro provide a false reality and a, a false precept of what's going on. Uh, in the 30s, they did the, the same thing for a bunch of economists from America and Britain. The the Russians did. They pro you gave them a rosy picture. You know, they talked how wonderful it is in Russia. They sold that to the, the rubes, the college students at the time. Uh, for example, uh, our, our uh, favorite fem uh, feminist Betty Friedan uh, bought that bought that line hook, line, and sinker because uh, she attended. She wound up at Cal Berkeley, which is a left wing uh, has always been a left wing uh, stronghold, uh, California in general. But uh, that particular site. So she, at one time in the '40s, she was uh, working on a graduate degree, and she actually dated a Russian uh, physicist. Or I think he was a, a Russian, but he was definitely a physicist, but he was also an extreme Marxist. Ideologies like Marxism evidently appeals to academics, academics, mainly because they think they can control everything. That's what it really boils down to, because that's what Marxism and the, the idea that you can control the entire world, which is what these people are trying to do right now. They wanna they wanna implement this technocracy. They think they can. They think they have enough technology. Uh, at their fingertips to you know track everybody control everybody and maybe they do let me just just ha let's just let's just let's just go down that road let's just say that they have all the the means necessary now to put up enough cameras put up enough tracking mechanisms put the tracking mess in, inside you which you know that's just invasion of your body i mean 
basically what the 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 the, the Germans did, you know, stamping numbers on people's arms, you know, just a way way to catalog you, turn you into sheep, turn you into this. You're just something to be managed. You're not something to be. Your what goes on inside your head is only relevant if it's considered worthy enough for them to promote you to a technocracy position. That's what these people think like. And they think they can manage this system. They think they have logistic, like our logistic system. So what they're doing right now, they're trying to break down this entire country. Because they hate, they hate the idea of freedom. And they're doing it everywhere else too. They're doing it all over the Western world. And they're using the Chinese model. Because they say, well, the Chinese control, control 1.6 billion people. They control 1.6 billion people because they let 50 million people do what they want. Well, they don't let them do what they want, but they're members. Of, they've sworn an oath to the Chinese Communist Party to basically manage the rest of the people, and and they have the largest standing army in the world. If you have fifty or sixty million people in your army, uh, you can pretty much push other people around. That's the reason why they can do that. So they 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 basically you talk about the bifurcation of wealth there. Uh, you talk about you know when when uh, assholes talk about uh, you know. Uh, well, there's such a disparity of wealth in the United States. Well, guess what? In China, it's 10 times worse, 100 times worse, if you want to think about it, at least 10 times worse. Think about the d- disparity there because they have five times as many people there. They have about you know 50 to 60 million people that are actually doing good on the coast. They live in the cities, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, they're, 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 Z and the, the CCP is trying to sell it to the rest of the people. Oh, well, eventually, if we take over the world and we run everything, then everybody here can become middle class. That's, that's what his cell pitch is. That's how he pitches it. And that's why they're training and they indoctrinate their people. They indoctrinate them to be inherently racist, xenophobic. I mean, it's, it's a whole idea. It's a whole cult. It's a... It's a it's a mashup of a mashup of Maoist ideas, along with old uh, Sun Tzu and a myriad of, of uh, new technologies that have been infused in that. And they've they 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 people who oh well they use capitalism. No, they use the, the the they don't let businesses run without their control. Even every U.S. business. That's why you see all these U.S. U.S. corporate weaklings kowtowing to to China. Yes, master. Yes, master. These these corporate CEOs are pathetic. They're the weakest sort of flakes that you would ever have. All they care about is their money, and then all they care about is exploiting the people that they they run over, lord over. But yeah, they're answerable to man- masters too. So they're there's pathetic people. They're soulless. They're idiots. All they care about is having a nice little high rise. And they get to screw their whores on a regular basis. Whatever, you know. I don't care about them. They're nothing. They're just they're just uh, malleable sheep too. When it comes down to it, there's only about a few thousand people in this world that really um, are, are running the show right now. Um, they're trying to, and they use their mil- minions underneath them to do it. That's why they control the militaries. That's the reason why they're poisoning. They've controlled the entire world media. If you think about it, there's only. Everybody, the, 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 the range of descent from the, the, the narrative that's being sold to the entire populace is narrowing and narrowing. And they're training up, training up sheeps to follow this shit. So we're going to go to another article here. And it's titled, America is Playing with Fire. This is written by Evelyn Marcus uh, at the Gadstone Institute. It's pretty short, so I should be able to get through it pretty quickly. 
On May 8, 1945, uh, men and women rushed to the streets of New York, London, and Moscow to hug, kiss, and dance. Germany had just res- uh, surrendered. The war against Nazi Germany was over. The killing had stopped, and the great evil had ended. Yet many had, many had mixed feelings of joy and grief. More than 100,000 U.S. soldiers had given their lives, and almost 450,000 had been wounded. In all, 15 to 20 million Europeans had been killed. May 8th is still celebrated in our times as V, a Victory in Europe Day, or VE Day. In 1930, my uh, father moved as a young boy from Holland to Germany with his parents and brothers. My grandfather hoped to earn some money there during the Great Depression. He said that nobody had foreseen what was developing in the next 15 years. So this is prescient to what we're going through. Until 1930, there were only a few hundred Nazi stormtroopers, SA, or brown shirts in German streets intimidating voters, opponents, and Jews. Many of the stormtroopers wanted socialism. See, everybody misinterprets the concept of what Nazi is. Nazi, not national socialists. These are socialists. They're just national socialists. Uh, they're just national socialism versus global socialism. The only difference is, is how you, how you, uh, what would you say, uh, how you implement it. When you talk about worldwide socialism, you're talking about, you're essentially talking about the USSR. That was what they were, that was their objective, to export it all around the world. And then they never, never, they never get to the final step. They're never erasing government. It's an totalitarian regime. It, that's the whole idea of what China's doing. China just took what Russia taught them uh, uh, in the 1920s. But, okay, I'm getting sidetracked. So, anyway, in the following years, their numbers escalated quickly to the thousands and even hundreds of thousands. In 1933, when Hitler took power, there were 2 to 3 million SAH stormtroopers in Germany. It went amazingly fast, my grandfather always said. See? It went amazingly fast. <clears throat> The Nazis were obsessed with race. They suppressed dissent, controlled the dissemination of news, and controlled culture. In 1933, the German Student Union started to burn books in an effort to align German arts and culture with Nazi ideas. Books of authors such as Hemingway, Helen Keller, and Jack London were considered dangerous and had to be canceled. The students did not themselves the students did not see themselves as suppressing culture. They saw themselves as advancing a just culture. <clears throat> the intimidations by the brown shirts peaked at Kristallnacht, the night of broken glass. It was a night of looting, arson, public humiliation, solely on the basis of ethnic- ethnicity. More than 90 Jews were murdered. Then the black shirts, the SS entities, finished it off. Finished it off. That night they brought tens of thousands of Jews to concentration camps. Nazi officials disguised the organized nature of the pogrom. They, they described the actions as spontaneous and justifiable responses of the German population to the assassination by a Jew of a German diplomatic official, Ernest von Rath in Paris. Rath. Ernest von Rath in Paris. Sorry, my voice is going to get tired pretty quickly here. <clears throat> The government confiscated all insurance payouts to Jews with whose businesses and homes had been looted or destroyed by Kristallnacht and blamed the Jews for the destruction. Soon, more Jewish property was confiscated and Jews got canceled from employment in the public sector and from most professions. 
In an interview with the United States Holocaust Memorial Memorial Museum, the Iranian professor and author Ezar Nafisi, whose book Reading Lolita in Tehran was canceled in Iran, describes what took place. The first thing every totalitarian regime does, along with confiscation and mutilation of reality, is confiscation of history and confiscation of culture. I think that all happened almost simultaneously. Correct. What used to be unimaginable is now taking place in America. We see certain aspects of Nazi-like totalitarianism, totalitarianism in the United States. The obsession with race, declaring an ethnic group collectively guilty, shaming, humiliations based on ethnicity, looting, arson, racist violence, intimidation of opponents, cancel culture, controlling dissemination of news, and indoctrination of children in schools. We see fake news, conspiracy theories, and overall of history, a new language imposed, and unprosecuted theft, all in the name of more just culture. On May 8th, we we remember that America had a leading role in liberating Europe from the totalitarian Nazi regime, but who will liberate America if it becomes a totalitarian state? America is playing with fire. And that's the truth. Because this is this is going going sideways very quickly. Um, people are um, not being. I mean, there are people that are awake. The people probably that were awake are always awake. The people that are uh, being um, complacent. Now, granted, everybody will say, "Well, nothing's impacted me today." Just because you don't see the storm on the horizon. I mean, think about it. A Cat 5 hurricane two or three days out from shore, it may be sunshiny. It may be just breezy on your shore. You may not really notice it. It may even be calm. You know, the calm before the storm, right? So, the same thing applies to this. Uh, But uh, there is no calm. I mean, we just spent the last year going through a revolution. A coup d'etat against the United States. Um, Molly Ball, the biographer of Nancy Pelosi, who herself is uh, complicit in this because she wrote an article on Time bragging about this, um, is 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 a journalist who doesn't seem to uh, who who spent all her uh, who wrote up a very long piece about how they did it, how they quote fortified the election. No, you didn't fortify anything. You may have just cost the United States of America its freedom. And you don't even seem to understand that. A lot of women are used as exploitable pieces in this. I hate to break the news to a lot of people, but women are very gullible about a lot of things. My mom was gullible, matter of fact, at one point. Um, she married up, married my dad for one thing. That's that's gullibility enough after knowing what he was like. But uh, she met him in the military, and she was 20, and, and probably just, you know, like any other 20-year-old, so... Um, and, and, uh, the bad boy complex, my dad was probably all that and and that, and I don't want to make it personal, but I'm just saying there are a lot of women that fall for anything. They, they're easily exploitable. Greta Van Thunberg, or I call her Van Doomberg because, you know, the doom of climate change or the, the AOC. Now she isn't gullible. She's an actress. She's, she's reading a script. Uh, she's being trained up, but unfortunately she has a huge following and, She's gonna. Her head is gonna explode because, like anybody who gets as much attention as that little narcissist is getting, that makes them dangerous. And she's the type. And now the Democrats have a 
threadbare hold on power. The the separation between uh, and of the people in Congress, the Republicans aren't much better. The Republicans are barely even putting up in a fight against these people, uh, and they're trying to schism schism the party. Assholes like Liz Cheney are assholes. They don't understand what they, they they obviously don't understand, or they understand exactly what they're trying to do, which makes them complicit in a uh, the destruction of the United States. Which means that she's a traitor, as far as I'm concerned. I I I'm, I, I know people say, oh, you can't throw around that word traitor. I go, yeah, you are traitor. You're betraying the country. You're betraying what this country stands for. You betrayed the freedoms of this country. You've betrayed law and order. You have no idea what you've done. By by, if you if you have any inkling whatsoever that this election was stolen and you know about it, you are a traitor. You're in a position of authority to do something about things like this. You're not supposed to go along with it because you hate the guy in office. That's too effing bad. Too bad. If you can't win fairly, you don't run the election that way. You just don't. That is not the point. And now you have a guy who is beholden to a bunch of fucking idiots. Or he thinks he isn't, but he is. And he's old and decrepit and he's falling apart. And guess what? The person they put underneath him, she's just as controllable. But you know what? You know what happens when you think you have somebody under control? They aren't. And Kamala Harris will destroy this country. If she gets in power, she will absolutely destroy this country. She has no executive uh, panache, so to speak. She's a talking point. That's all she is. And you know what? She will wreck this country and nobody will stop her until it's way too late. And everybody who will... I, I, I know that's a black pill. I know this is a uh, <clears throat> um, not a uplifting and positive broadcast. But, um, you know, when you have 125 generals writing a letter, uh, <laughs> what does that tell you? Um, they know something is very wrong. Very, very wrong. Very wrong with the institutions, the U.S. military, who are, who are supposed to, they swore an oath to the Constitution to support and defend the Constitution, not the office of the president. And guess what? That doesn't mean that what Trump was doing last summer was wrong. He was trying to install law and order, but he was being hijacked by people like Bill Barr, Mark Esper, uh, or Mark Milley. Um, those, those parasites, those people who blocked him on trying to maintain law and order in a country that was put into a crisis by people who were malevolent enough to release a virus, including China, including Tony Fauci, including Bill Gates. All those people should be arrested. They should be arrested for the crimes they've committed, not not for the things that Trump did. Trump. The problem is with Trump, he didn't have any allies in D.C. He was a man with a Twitter feed, frankly. The fact that he got anything accomplished is almost overwhelming at this point. And too many people keep on throwing, well, Trump could have done this and Trump could have done that. How can you do it if people won't follow your policies? People weren't even giving them accurate trip, troop movements, for Christ's sake. What does that tell you? They were subverting and sabotaging his administration from the outset. Now, did he put shitty people in positions? Yes. He tried to employ in, in, enemies and thinking he could turn them into allies because they would get uh, confirmed. That was a 
he should have done that once. He tried to do it over and over again. So that makes him a fool. So, you know, I'm just being honest about that. Anyway, we have a host of people. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I got the window open and uh, you never know who's listening in on you. Um, because I live in an apartment complex, but well, well, uh, anyway, no, the, the concept that he was the, the, uh, the big, bad, big, bad wolf or something is ridiculous. Like I said, he was a very, I would say, I say he was a B minus president. I've always said that he was above average, but that, that being said, when you're a B minus, when the rest of the, the, the prior three presidents were D's and F's. B minus is pretty good. You take that. So that's the reason why people liked him so much is because, you know, he didn't take us to war. He gave people's uh, ability to make uh, get jobs back in the mid- in Midwest. The, but you know what? He pissed off the people on the coast because when they did the 2007 uh, tax reduction, the salt, um, uh, the state and local taxes deduction went away. So the people in California and New York read a lot. They cried and bitched because they lost their tax deduction because they simplified the tax return. And those people hated that. And so they were probably screaming and hollering, gritting their teeth, and they kept on using the media to say, oh, this doesn't help the middle class. It's all tax cuts for the rich. It's like, yeah, they're, they're getting a tax cut, but the middle class is getting a huge tax cut. And guess what? The economy was working. It worked all the way up until this effing crisis that was triggered from china and they they presented the policy the policies got tossed out all the prior policies for other pandemics got tossed to the wayside and they used the china policy why because it locked down the west china did this on purpose to every single person in the world they didn't care they don't care about anything and what's worse is we funded it tony fauci through eco alliance through gain of function they ship this shit off shore because ralph barrick and shiji lee or whatever her name is out the bat lady in china they're just trying to create they're trying to create pandemics why because it self-justifies their existence these people are evil because they don't seem to get it through their little thick skulls that you even though they think scientifically there's really smart because they like ooh. You know, we're trying to get ahead of where the research is because if we don't develop the bioweapon, somebody else will. It's like, really? Why don't you just take the knowledge that you understand from genetics and, you know, like not do that? You know, learn what you need to learn and learn how to counteract it. Why don't you come up with countermeasures? Hmm? I haven't seen any countermeasures. Did Did you hear about a countermeasure to this? They they stifled hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. A host of other therapeutics that are out there, basic biology, vitamin D. No, they had a, They were trying to sell you a shot. Why? Because they're evil. They're effing evil. These people are just so despicable down to the core of their being. They have no soul. I've seen Tony Fauci talk. I see what it's like when she, he gets put under a little bit of pressure. He's mean. He's an absolute mean old man. He's a narcissistic fool. You can see it. You can see the hatred in his eyes. He doesn't like to be put on the point. He loves it when he gets to go on media, go to CNBC or or MSNBC or whatever. He loves those little softball interviews because the media is so 
retarded. These these aren't even these aren't journos. They're just they're just propagandists, and they sell people. And people are walking. I see people still wearing masks. I'm in Indiana for f's sake. I mean, get over it. The the there is uh, just when I see these people, I'm like, God, are you this much of a sheep? You know, outside by yourself alone, and you're wearing a mask. It's like, what kind of a effing fool are you? Driving around in a car with your window down with a mask on. It's like, God, how stupid are you? How much did no one knock any common sense into your face? I mean, how retarded are you? I mean, it's an IQ test, literally. It's become an IQ test. Uh, and, and you can't talk to them because they're, they're ashamed. It's like they're, they've submitted already. It's like, this isn't this country. These people are, they are psychologically abused but you can't reveal facts to them. They don't listen. And, you know, it's like the Nazi party. Uh, they, they have fallen into the cult. And it's like they call people that are, uh, they call Trumpist, uh, as they call them Trumpist now, or they call, they, you know, the media is using the projection that we're the, we're the cultists. It's like, no, I never saw Trump as anything but more than just a above average president. That's it. I think he's an asshole on vaccines. I've said that over and over again. I've written that. I put it in a book. <laughs> and I say may, there's at least three different uh, three different passages where I was like, he was absolutely stupid for pushing this. But, you know, there again, he's not a scientist. And you know what? By wanting a vaccine, uh, here's it's, it falls on the behest of scientists to actually produce a vaccine that is actually safety certified and actually does what it's supposed to do instead they turned it into an opportunity to create new vaccine technology mrna they pushed the mrna vaccine out of moderna moderna has never ever put a vaccine on market in wide scale uh distribution not one and guess what you know who who worked at moderna guy named robert langer you know where robert langer worked at he worked at harvard you know who met him, or and he also worked in MIT. You know who met him? Guy named Bill Gates. In 2012, they, uh, after Moderna was founded, he was working with uh, Robert Langer on developing a little technology about chipping. It was a, a way to distribute, uh, I think, um, diabetes drugs uh, through a um, uh, through a chip through your skin. See, they're they're all about trying to stick technology on on human beings. This is where the transhumanism and the the Klaus Schwab viewpoint is coming from. This idea that they're trying to in, infuse technology inside your system. So Gates was is still involved with this country, uh, company. Uh, I don't remember the name of it right now, but it's been bought up, and he's still listed on their 10K documents. I found this information out on him. He, he and so, but moreover, he's he put 20 million dollars into Moderna. Over the course of, from the time of its founding, I don't know how much he he bought privately, but those are his grants he's given to Moderna. So it just it's and the reason why I'm focusing on Moderna is so in February of 2020, this was even this Moderna already had a vaccine ready to go or the first stage or the they had created a vaccine they hadn't distributed or anything it hadn't gone through phase one trials. But they had a vaccine ready to go on February 4th of 2020. That, that's according to their own documents. February 4th of 2020. 
or that was when the HHS gave the, the they gave uh, immunity from prosecute. Uh, in other words, they gave uh, um, immunity from any liability. That's when the health, uh, uh, Department of Health and Human Services gave immunity back to February fourth. Moderna came up with a uh, a vaccine by February seventh. Three days later, that's when they reported that they had a vaccine. It's amazing that they had a vaccine on February 7th, but they didn't tell Trump that at that point in time. Nobody told them that they would already had that. Now, granted, they didn't have a test trial or anything. Maybe they, maybe he heard it through the grapevine. But the idea is, is how did they get so quickly to that to that stage? I mean, yeah, I know people say, well, they just sequenced the uh, all the 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 situation out of China. Well, why were they already sequencing a vaccine that quickly? If, if as of January 14th of 2020, the World Health Organization said there's no evidence of human-to-human transmission, why did they already have a vaccine ready to go on February 2020? That's a question that everybody should be asking. Moderna should be brought before Congress and have to ask some effing questions. See, if you want to get to the root cause analysis of this, if you can put these people on point, then the whole world will wake up and see what kind of assholes are running this show. And we may get to what those generals were talking about, which is the the moralistic justification to get to get whole people accountable for this crap. You know, I'm I'm of that mindset because uh, I'm I, I, I let's just say this. The more and more and then um, it, the more and more things are going like the colonial pipeline uh, there was a gas explosion today. There's uh, uh, there was a there's a situation brewing up in Mich- uh, Michigan regarding energy supply, uh, electrical grid in uh, Texas. If you haven't noticed a pattern, these aren't just coincidences. These are these are military actions against us. Cyber crimes, for example. I think uh, Colonial is already, I guess, supposedly ponied up money to these these uh, hackers or whatever. Since when do you deal with terrorists to invade your invade your uh, uh, systems? I mean, who does that? And that, why would they do it so quickly? And why didn't why hasn't the FBI been kicking down doors on on the people who did this to them? You mean they can't track back to 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 find the IP address where this this come from? I mean, we should have these people hauled. I mean, they talk about that they were so eager eager after January 6th to go round up three or 400 people uh, that were just in Washington, D.C. and may have trespassed on government property, uh, even though I've seen on video multiple times where the police were just inviting them the hell on in, which means that they were, they were given complicit, they were given explicit access to the building that they later were found guilty of supposedly doing something wrong in, which may or may not be true. But they're being held held like they're you know terrorists, and they're not. This is just a ruse. This is what Nazis do to people. This is what the evil that's in Congress in D.C. does. But anyway, so meanwhile, the FBI has no concept or no ability to, you know, track down who did this cyber crime. You mean we don't have anybody in the? Uh, you mean we had the safest and most secure election in U.S. history, and yet we can't track down who did this? Hmm. Seems like to me someone's lying to me. I'm doing a lot of lying. It seems like, uh, and then we got the Nashville thing and uh, uh, the explosion there, and how quickly that was wrapped up. 
it's starting to get very, very suspicious that we have people who are saboteurs inside our own government, who are setting us up for, I mean, this isn't nothing new to a lot of people that are conspiracy theorists or have a conspiracy fact. <laughs> I won't even call them theorists. Uh, they actually are, they've, they've generated enough evidence that points to enough people being involved in something very large. Now, do they have the smoking gun? Of course not. Nobody, and these people are good at covering their tracks to a degree, but uh, when you start seeing the same people over and over again involved in the same, it, they keep on popping up in the same places. Let's put it that way. So anyway, so when you see these actions and events going on and you see the, the messaging that's being put out and the lack of good, clear information being put out by the media because they never do their job, and of course, everybody said, well, you're supposed to track that down. It's like, oh, yes, I'm just, a, you know, I'm a well-funded journalist. I can just go roving around the country looking to get involved in the action. I mean, it would be nice, I mean, it, you know, to get, to achieve that level of, uh, of uh, access, you have to be, uh, <laughs> you have to be uh, allowed, uh, you know, you have to be connected to the right people. See, the reason why the mainstream media is so powerful is because they're all connected to the right people. The people you see on TV, you know, think of it, Chris Cuomo. I mean, his 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 uh, bro is a governor, and his bro and his uh, bro governor governor knows all the people in the in the legal establishment around New York City in D.C. He used to work in D.C. for F's sake. So you know, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a what do they call it. It's a big club, but you ain't in it. <laughs> and that's what the problem is. And that's the reason why they want to silence people. If anybody gets enough information in their hands and can connect all the dots and can actually legitimately point to their crimes, uh, they're done, and they know that. Um, I'm starting to believe in the theory that sociopath, uh, sociopaths rise to the level uh, that we have nothing but sociopaths at the top of our institutions. Just pure sociopaths. And, and enough of them are... And they and they aren't the they aren't the end all be all of the system. Uh, the the bigger the bigger fish are offshore in international waters, uh, and you can you can figure out who those names are. Uh, one of them is Kissinger. He's been always in the background. The dude he's ninety seven years old and he just can't keep his hands off the world. I can't ever understand. One thing I do not understand is how can someone be so malevolent. That they think they need to be important long after they've been out of politics. It's like, really, why don't you go fuck off and, and, and retire? That's exactly what I would do. I mean, I'm a normal person, but it seems to me like, you know, you do your bit for God and country. It's just like Joe Biden. He spent 50 years in government. He's just a, he's, he's a, he, you know, they call him Two Stacks Joe. Well, now you can call him, you know, I, he's going to destroy this country. But yeah. He's he's been pliable for a time memorial since the day he arrived in Washington D.C. He's been hustling people, you know. He li lives in Delaware, which is where corporate entities were, uh, you know, given an exemption. That's why every every corporation, you know, it, you know, pretty much used to establish in in Delaware. So I'm sure, uh, uh, you know, Two Stacks Joe was well aware of who was incorporating in Delaware. And he, he tried to get in on he cut it get a cut in on the action as a senator there for all those years. That's why he got assigned all the important committees and blah blah blah. You know, just a parasite. This guy's been 
him and Hillary and the whole bunch of them. They're all parasites. They, they, and they get paid off through book deals. That's the, that's the, that's been the, the you notice anybody who, who worked for Trump or anybody else like that, they, they get their money payoffs through book deals. Nobody buys their books. Nobody gives a shit what most of these people have to say. And books are just a, a good way to cover for the the ten or fifteen million dollars they get in kickbacks. I mean, uh, Mike Pence, for example, he just got a quote supposedly three a three three million dollar or two million dollar book uh, advance. It's like, what? hmm. So here you were, you're the vice president. Let's just say he gets paid three hundred thousand dollars a year. So he's going to get more money on a book advance <laughs> for a book that nobody's going to read or want to read knowing what he did and he's going to get paid for basically six years of uh six years of working as the vice president and he didn't really do any work i mean he's just like he was a neocon babysitter his the goal was to put him close to the president to keep him under wraps to keep him steered away from certain things that they didn't want um uh going out globalist toys this isn't to say Trump doesn't agree with some people on some of the some of the neocons on certain things. However, I know when he employed John Bolton, John Bolton was about war, 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 and more war. Guy couldn't that that asshole couldn't drop enough. Uh, couldn't couldn't be satisfied if he didn't blow up half the world. And then he'd say, "Well, you know, we should go ahead and just blow up the other half just to see what it looks like." That's what these people are like. I, I, I seriously, I don't think they have any. They have no chill mode. They don't want peace. They want war because war makes money for them. And in the same way with the globalists, they're just they're the same way. They want to get this population down. That's our that's our end game. Um, I hope we can hold this country together, but I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and close this out because I've been rambling on because uh, you know the news isn't out and news isn't very good sometimes. Um, the news that comes out. So, good news though, Amazon did allow my book to be uh, published. Now, I know you hate Amazon, and I hate Amazon too, uh, but, and I couldn't disseminate the ads, but I will, I have a link to the book, and you can also find it on my website. That's where I'll, I'll make some, uh, you can make it, you can get it for free on the website and donate what you will to it, or you can buy it on Amazon. I got it listed at $9.99. For a 655-page book, or actually 600, 665-page book, I think you'll get your money's worth. Uh, it's facts-related. There's over 1,400 citations, numerous images, graphs, charts, the whole nine yards. Um, I don't think there's a better book, um, at least so far, written on this topic that we're going through. I, I spent the last year discovering this information and put piecemealing it together um i hope that um i hope everybody out there can have a great day i hope that you'll take this black pill and somehow turn it into a um a, a call to action which is what i've tried to do um, because that's what the generals talk to the generals and the admirals people that i served under uh, for a short time and as a U.S. Navy veteran. My mom probably served under as a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and even my asshole dad. Um, my whole family at one point or another has been involved in military service. 
uh, going back to the Revolutionary War. So, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, this is the, this is the nation I love, and I hope that everybody that whatever nation you come from or country country you come from, I hope that you'll uh, respect its constitution and its laws and defend it to your last dying breath. God bless America. God bless the rest of the world. Have a great day.